Good morning and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. Our assignment <clears throat> is to reflect, actually reflect, not just internal reflection. And whatever our experience with reflecting, how well we mirror what someone is saying is not the point of the assignment. What is important is the attitude of mind. What we're practicing is approaching the other person as our teacher. They're assisting us to be fully here, nothing left over and nothing left out. Every interaction is a chance to be in expanded awareness, noticing posture, internal process, the other person's energy, their movements, tone of voice, words. We get to be absolutely fascinated, riveted by the moment, simply using the tool of reflecting to practice being in the mind of meditation. Here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Um, hi, it's Anna from Seattle. Hello, Anna. Hi. What are you seeing? Um, um, so I'm seeing, um, you know, just, um, sorry, like another um, relationship ended with a man, and um, so I, I, so one situation, I, I felt um, unbalanced, and we were going to meet up, and I texted him saying that I felt, you know, kind of upset or unbalanced. Then, then we met, um, met up, and I felt, you know, that, that felt a sense. So I think, I think I was, in a way, in expanded awareness, um, because I just felt like that he didn't, wasn't there to connect but maybe um, he was just there to create distance because of an, an attachment style. Um, like where after too much closeness, he wanted distance. I, you know what, Anna? Anna I'm yeah. having just a little bit of trouble. Uh, you sound a little bit muffled to me. Are you on a speakerphone? Oh, I am. Um, could, could, you, could you not be? <laughs> Is this better? Is yeah, well, let's try it. So, so you entered this relationship. You're feeling a little out of balance, a little uh, out of balance, and you texted him to tell him that this is is the case. And then, when you met up with him, you you sensed, and then I I wasn't able to track. Um, yeah, yeah, the relationship actually ended. So I already broke it up many times. I see. Because, I see. Um, yeah, yeah, and this time it's kind of for good, I think. <laughs> Even though, um, well, anyways, in this situation, because I sensed uh, when I was feeling upset and I, I, I didn't really want anything from him other than just the willingness to connect, but it felt like he was actually there Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was my, yeah, something else. Um, yeah, and then... Um, and so it felt, it, your, your, let's face it, your projection was that he, yeah. he was not there to connect with you. He, he was not yeah. available mm -hmm. for connection. Yeah, that, and, and 
yeah, and he wanted a disconnection. That, like, he wanted to create distance. Yeah, so that is uh-huh. what my pro- projection, and I realized that's what ego does to me, like, all the time, you know. But also, at the same time, I think it's also probably actually life telling me that it's good that the relationship ended because, you know, well, it, so it, many it, times it, Anna, I had that. Anna, it, 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 if I may, uh, if yeah. we just stick with the exercise mm-hmm. of reflecting, then we actually what we're saved from is all of these projections, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah, so in that situation, you went there wanting something from him, which is mm-hmm. not what we're doing when we're just reflecting. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I so it might, in, yeah, in terms of the exercise, it might be really helpful just to uh, ha- have tea with a friend <laughs> or, um, you know, uh, some, some kind of a, a situation in which, you can just actually be there and practice reflecting rather than uh, – it, it, mm. so what I'm saying is it might be a great kindness to you not to try yeah. to do this yeah. in such loaded situations. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, um, can I just ask, so I'm not sure when to trust my gut feeling, you know? I mean, I think I can actually trust it, but I, Anna, I, I learned, Anna, yes. <laughs> I yes. never, I never, now this is just me, okay? okay? I never trust my gut feeling. <laughs> really? Huh. Yes, because... The desire to have something that I know, that I can trust, that I'm sure about, is only mm-hmm. ever going to come from the ego. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I noticed it switches, you know, like, like it switches. So right That's now right. it feels like, oh, oh shoot, um, you know, and then, yeah. then it just That's exactly, yeah. that's exactly it. And that's exactly how we can get a sense that it's ego, and that it's karma. Because my gut mm-hmm. sense right now is this, okay? My gut sense right now is that life is telling me uh, this is the guy for me. Now, uh, two weeks later, my gut is telling me that life is telling me that I need to end this relationship. And then it sounds like <laughs> a little while after that, uh, my gut is telling me, no, no, that really was the right one for me. And so I, yeah, so... I'm, that's just a word to the wise, okay? To mm. just pay attention to, uh, to notice what the voices in the head are saying, but for God's sake, don't believe them. Okay. Okay. okay well, All right. I know okay, you'll yeah. let me know. <laughs> <Yeah. All right. laughs> Thank you, okay. Anna. Thank you. All Bye. right. Go happy. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Anna. I just 
I, I just love that, Sherry. Don't trust what you know. Trust for life to drop it in. And those are two different yes. places. They are very, very different experiences that can feel really the same mm-hmm. until we catch on to it. Yes, and that that phrasing that you used, that the desire to 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 have something known, to be absolutely sure, it only ever comes from ego because that's the only way the karma gets perpetuated. Yes. Yeah. And this is, again, it's an iffy place. It, you know, this is an iffy thing to say uh, yes. because um, it just is. But I'm going to say it anyway. In my experience, what never has it dropped in for me in that relationship Stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Do that. Go there. Never. Those messages just do not come from life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a different uh, vocabulary of intuition. Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it can be uh, a sense of pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> but ne- it's never, uh, life just doesn't direct us. It just, yeah. you know, yeah. As far as I can tell. Now, somebody else might have a very different take on that, and if so, okay. But I'm just, I'm just offering my, my years of practice. All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Oh. Please introduce yourself. Hi, this is Gail. Hi, Gail. Um, I was really excited about this week's assignment about having the attitude of mind that the other person is a teacher. Mm-hmm. And my experience was is I had uh, a lunch meeting for the first time in like a year and a half with this one person. This, um, and, and we just talked and talked and talked. And everything that she said, she was talking about her own experience and everything that was going on with her and all that. It was, it was all week long. It's just been these gems of things I keep coming back to that she said from her own experience that totally applied to me in a completely different way. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So, so there's excitement to practice this assignment, especially because this was a meeting after a very, very long time. And I project what you're saying, Gail, is that in, in approaching this meeting with the attitude of mind that this person is, a te- is my teacher, there's a way in which that sort of continued over the week for you to, uh, for, for it to drop in all the things that she said that you could learn from that was applicable to you. And so it's the attitude of listening, the attitude of looking at her or everything else in our world as, as teachers allows us to be in that frame of mind, that receptivity to what it is that they're saying that's applicable. Yes, exactly. And what was also, it was in, I was also in the place where I could hear um, conditioned mind commenting you know at the same time about all you know well that's about her and what she was saying and how trivial it was and this and that but it was like I could hear it nattering in the corner while I was still in this attitude and then the whole week my actual experience totally refuted all those little voices you know all the little comments that it was making that whole time Absolutely. And so the, the point that you're making for us, right, Gail, is we're either receptive to learning from ego or we're receptive to learning from life. 
Yes. And as long as our antenna is pointed in that attitude of wanting to learn, we, could, we, we, we really have, I mean, life is friendly. It's constantly mm-hmm. giving us information in all of these forms. And what interrupts that receptivity is the attention on conditioned mind, yes. from which we don't learn anything, right? Yes. Except the same thing over and over again, which is how bad everything is and how bad we are and how bad the world is. It's a constant projection of negativity and sameness. And it was so mean to her. Yeah. It was, it was just yeah. really nasty of it, of, to her, you know. Cause, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we don't need, from an ego's world, the only, fant- the only authority is it, right? It, yes. it, it gets to tell us what to do and what not to do and then interrupts any experience of, of, that, of, that, of all of that knowledge and information coming from something other than it. Nothing to interrupt its conditioned reality. And, and the flag for that was it because I noticed how disrespectful it was. Mm-hmm. It was like that was that was a big red flag saying this was ego. So it was really easy to catch this time. Yes, it is. When we get when we are when we're in expanded awareness, we can really catch the ego signature, right? Because we yep. know what it is. We practice knowing that it's self-hating and other-hating and compar- comparis- comparative and judgmental <laughs> and all of those things. Yeah, so he- when I'm here in that expanded place of receptivity <coughs> to life's teachings, I'm, I'm really able to spot something that has a very different qualitative signature. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Catch it? Thank you. That, that well. <laughs> Wow. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank okay. You. That's a lot. That's a lot. All right. <laughs> Here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Goodness me. This is a surprise. Can you hear me? Who is this? It's Alice. Who is this? Alice. Alice. Yes, I can hear you fine. Hi, Alice. Gosh. What are you seeing? Um, what am I seeing? Thanks for asking. I'm seeing that um, when I go slowly, things work better for me. Um, slowly might be a judgment when I take my time. Um, I'm noticing I'm particularly grateful for... It might have been Ashwini who said it. It might have been you um, for saying that everybody is our teacher. I think I'm hearing something along the lines of particularly when it's pretty tough to hear. And it's an opportunity and we learn from everybody. And what I'm learning is how much easier it is for me when people speak slowly. Or take their time. I'm busy. Sorry, I'm busy. The door's shut. I'm good. I'm not interrupted. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I say five o'clock's my busy time. Um, so back mm. to the thread is that taking yeah, one's so, time. Well, and, right. And, and Alice, I think, it, so first of all, yes, you're definitely onto something. You know, in, uh, in our tradition, in, in the Zen tradition, and in, in most uh, spiritual traditions, we do start off really slow because, because there's so much going on and we're not used to being present, right? So we just sit and, and in our tradition, face a blank wall, 
and and it's really active. We we cannot keep up with all that's going on. And then we practice just standing up and slowly walking. And there's so much that that just bombards us uh, that it's, it can be overwhelming. And then we start doing simple tasks. And and all this time we're 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 learning to get with the speed of life. Right? <laughs> and as we go along, as we're more present, as we're more able to be here, we actually can what what we would think of as go faster because there's more attention here than off in conditioned mind. So I'm we right with you. Uh, slowly is goodly. This is really helpful to hear, Sherry, that after a while we might find that because we are present, we can go faster. I'm very thankful to hear this because I don't even want to listen to music. I like silence. Yes. Thank you for laughing because I can't believe it either. And I'm particularly yeah. alerted when people speed up their speech and I'm going to emulate it to demonstrate what I mean. They speed up their speech and then it goes up and it starts going up. Um, I, my whole body goes, <laughs> please go back down again. And, well, and, and of course, the, these exercises are so helpful with that, right? Uh -huh. Because you don't, you don't have to go with, with anybody, right? Uh -huh. it, so somebody gets very excited and they're enthusiastic. It's kind of like talking with kids. Right? People get wound up and excited and they start talking really fast and they start talking really loud. And, they, and, and we don't actually have to go along with that. We can just keep the attention here with the breath, just listening, just being, just attending, and then reflect at whatever point, whatever of that we want to reflect. And it might just be something uh, as simple as, wow, that's, uh, that, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for saying that when they're getting excited, side sidestep, I call that exhausted, exhausting. When they're getting excited, I can just watch the breath, stay quiet, and then I might say, aha, oh, wonderful, occasionally. And you know Thank what, you. Alice? You know what, yeah. Alice? There's something even better headed your way, okay? Uh -huh. Because ego is going to say it's exhausting. Ego, okay. ego, yeah, ego is going to say it's exhausting. What you can actually learn to do is just go with their energy. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? you can actually, uh, in the old 60s uh, lingo, you can just get high, right? They're, <laughs> they're taking, right? They're, all this energy is, is revving up and up and up and up. And if there's nothing resisting, if ego isn't there trying to control the situation, you can just enjoy their enthusiasm. I you can, just you can appreciate, yeah, you can appreciate their experience. You don't have appreciate to appreciate their experience, this, but you can appreciate it. Yeah, Sherry, I've got one other thing All to right. say thank you so, for right here and now. That by repeating back to you what you just said to me, which is what we're being told to do at the moment. I say, uh-huh, so I can ride their excitement. I find it easier to remember. 
and that's a real gift exactly. for this memory. Ooh, this is beautiful. It is a real gift for all memories. <laughs> yes. It is, Terry. When, when, when we're here, we really increase our chances of um, retaining what is going on because everything is happening in expanded awareness. But if attention is on conditioned mind, it's not available to us. But and when, when we're, we're here, in the current, yeah, when we're, yeah, when we're in the current moment, we get to notice what's really important to us, and then our memory remembers it better. Is my experience. Yeah. Presence. Yeah. What a gift! I have to listen to this again. Maybe I'll remember right. it without. Let, wow. let wow. me know what you see. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Ashwini. Oh, you are Thank so you, welcome. Sana. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye for now. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Alice. Here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi there. This is Sharon in Barbados. Hey, Sharon. This has been an amazing uh, experience, um, this current exercise. And I was away last week, so I missed all the radio shows, and I was catching up with them. And it was interesting that I actually heard the assignment or read the assignment, and I thought we were to reflect externally. And so as my husband and I were on a bike ride, and there wasn't much talking, there wasn't much reflecting. And uh, so I got into the mode of... I don't know how to say this or what you'll think of it is, is that while I was writing, um, I would say this peace prayer that I know from many years ago. You know, may peace prevail on earth, may peace be in our homes and countries, may our missions be accomplished and so on. I've, I used to say that many years ago when I worked at a, a peace cafe in Los Angeles and we would pray for peace all day long. And so I would say, just say that prayer in my mind, and I don't even know what got me to do it, but I did that as I rode, and then I rem- and I remembered how Sherry would say, we count, and it keeps ego, you know, gives ego something to do. So I did that, and I actually enjoyed the writing, and I was totally present with my, uh, well, not totally, I don't know if I was totally present, but I was present with my environment and the beautiful nature and the, and the, um, and the bike paths and, and the whole experience. And I thought, you know, let's share this with them and see whether they think this is another way of, of uh, reflecting or another way of, of dealing with, with ego. Because it kind of kept me from ego, from stirring up, you know, you might fall, you might this, you know, get me all nervous about things or, you know, it just more or less, kept me quite balanced and I wonder what you thought of it uh-huh it's it's so um, so so interesting right Sharon so you there wasn't an opportunity to practice the assignment which was external reflection and so it dropped in for you that saying this peace prayer is a way to be present is a way to not give your attention to conditioned mind and that was your experience where your attention was, which was on peace, allowed you to stay present and peaceful. It really, it really did. And, and when I got more or less tired of saying the whole thing, I would just say the first letter of each word. 
uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. M P P, you know, O E, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And um, and it was it was just interesting. And I and I even do it now when there are kind of breaks, um, you know, in between things when you know I might be a little anxious or whatever about what I have to do next mm-hmm. or whatever. I'll I'll return to that, you yes. know, as a yes. way of as a way of being present and sort of offering myself support and comfort. Yes. So basically what you're talking about is a redirect of attention, right? The the yeah. redu- it's the same it's the same as reflecting because what we're doing in reflection is having all of our attention on repeating what the other person is saying or being receptive to all of what's going on in terms of their energy and our energy and everything else. So, mm-hmm. so it's the same process you're describing, right? Having the attention fully engaged and not engaged with conditioned mind allows us to have an experience of not being in conditioned mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is yeah. a very peaceful place to, to be. Yes, yes. And this exercise is very profound. And as I listen to the radio shows, the ones I miss and I'm catching up on, or even the ones, well, like yesterday when somebody talked about resistance and they weren't there so they missed part of the assignment, I totally related to that. Mm. So I I'm now aware of how um, when I am, and I never thought of when I kind of blinked out on something that I was being resistant, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was a real revelation to me. And and I keep having these revelations while I'm listening to the shows, and I was just feeling so good about all this new learning, and I got into a conversation last night with someone in a Zoom call, and it was about... um, they want to put on a conference and they want people from our region. And I suggested somebody who is white. And they said, well, he's not right because he doesn't look like someone from our region. And it really shook me. And I thought, and I, but I did reflect. I just said, oh, that's not what that's not what you're looking for, that he doesn't, look, he doesn't look like he's from the region. And when I left the call, I was really identified because it raised a lot of things for me. And I did a lot of recording and listening. And, um, and I also realized that this particular person is somebody who does trigger ego for me and has before. So you see, it's, it, it did yeah. raise a lot of stuff. <laughs> so two things, uh, Sharon. To me, you're descri- So the first part of what you were just saying, it's really, really uh, uh, one experience, right? Listening to the radio show, uh, one of the quotes that was in this week's assignment is, the perfect person employs their mind as a mirror. It grasps nothing. It refuses nothing. It receives but does not keep And so when we are in that place that you're talking about where attention is here, whether it's reflecting the peace prayer or so here reflecting uh, clearly, like receptive to as a mirror is what is being said, then whatever is being said doesn't, is not, is not, uh, it doesn't stick, right? There is no identification. So if you're in an environment like a radio show and you're listening to what people are saying, from that place of receptivity, you're always learning, you're always seeing, you're always having these awarenesses. 
And so then you move into an environment where it's not as peaceful, let's just say, and there are things that can trigger the conditioning, and that mm -hmm. place of, of receptivity allows you to reflect someone, even though you can watch the triggering happening, right? That desire to grasp, mm -hmm. to believe the content, to, 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 uh, to assume a position, to basically go forward and engage. And what you watch yourself do is do the practice. I'm going to reflect. So ego was not able to engage in that interaction and afterwards mm -hmm. you continued the process of staying here, staying with non-grasping, of using the tools in order to get back to that place of receptivity, of that mirror-like state which you could reflect everything, you can be aware of everything but, you don't but it doesn't become sticky for you. It took a, it, without a recorder, I, could, I don't think I could have done it. I would have had to maybe talk it through with someone. But I, That's right. The recorder is what helped me to see it, yeah. Precisely. In other words, we don't want to engage with that person to work it no. out. Right? No. That's the ego direction. That's, that's what destroys communication and relationships. Yeah. But we do yeah. have a device that is, a mir is the perfect mirror. No matter what we say to it, it's yeah. a loving presence that gets, yeah. it's the, it, that gets reflected back to us and allows us to process anything without whatever it is because it's not going to get identified. Yeah, that's right. And I do know that with her, I, I have the tool of reflective listening and so that I know that because I know for some reason she does trigger for me this conditioning and it's not her, there's nothing wrong with her but it does trigger it so having the, the tool of reflective listening is yes. yeah. brilliant, brilliant yeah, awareness yeah. of these are the places where ego gets me mm -hmm. I need to have a tool in order to, to make sure ego does not use me and then I go and work with what what will be unconditionally loving in order to get past the takeover. Yeah. Beautiful formula. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for all of these sessions. They are totally brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sharon. Alrighty. Bye. Bye. Gosh. So, Swinny, that, that was wonderful. And the, the piece that I would like to underline about that is the fact that we are doing awareness practice. There are lots of folks in the world who would say, "Yeah, but she was wrong," mm. and and she needs to she needs to be given the right perspective, right? And I have the right perspective, so I need to be the one who gives that to her. That's why God put me in this. And Sharon, with the wisdom of practice, got to you no. Know, I'm practicing awareness. I'm not in charge of educating people. Yeah. I, I don't have to point out when people are wrong and straighten them out and all of those. My, I'm practicing awareness. I'm working out my own salvation diligently, yeah. not somebody else's. Yeah. That's really important. It really is. And it's such a yeah. dis different, it's, it's such a non, I mean, it's so counter to our conditioning. Yes. And what's really uh, very uh, wonderful about that whole thing is that what Sharon basically chose in choosing awareness practice is peace, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is what she started out with in the other experience, right? Yeah. That chooses the peace of just being with someone, reflecting them, 
yeah. Being off that recorder, getting on with peace. Yes. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. All right. We are at the end of the show. There we are. Uh, we'll talk to everyone tomorrow. All right. Thank you, Ashwini. Thank you, everybody. Go happy. Go happy.